Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Well, welcome to Easter worship. We are happy everyone is here, but we'd especially like to uh, greet any guests and visitors who are with us. We are glad you're here, and we've been hoping that you would come and join us for worship. In the pew rack, there is a trifold communication card, which looks like this, and we invite you to fill that out and put it in the offering plate later in the service. We would love to welcome you for being here. After you leave worship today, we want to invite you to stop by the Fellowship Hall for a light Easter breakfast. There's fruit, a lot of homemade coffee cakes, juice, uh, coffee, etc., to be enjoyed. And if you don't go, we'll probably have a lot left over. And so please go to the Fellowship Hall later and enjoy the Easter breakfast. Today we get to begin something that's very exciting, our 2019 Resurrection Project. I want to invite you to stop by the lobby and learn how you can transfer the lives of women in Haiti who suffer in ultra-poverty through the CLM ministry. There'll be people manning that table, and it really is, makes a huge difference in the lives of these women and their families. So please stop by and, and be a part of that Resurrection Project. Um, I invite you to look into our life for an event we are hosting about a healthy digital diet. It will be this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. It is open to the public and we invite everybody to come. But once again, please check our life. Good morning. The first reading is a reading from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism, in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Here ends the reading. The second reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 19 through 26. 
And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into this world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest, then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come, when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. For Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Hear now the gospel of our Lord according to Luke. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? That the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his eleven disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look, stooping he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. <clears throat> I apologize for the sound of my voice. I hope that it does not distract you from the message. About 10 years ago, St. Luke's Hospital near Boise, Idaho began a practice that has since been adopted by other hospitals across the country. The practice happens at the critical time when a family makes the difficult decision to remove their loved one from life support and designate them as an organ donor. When it is time for the procedure, the entire hospital puts the regular bustle of activity on pause, and any available employees are asked to go to the fourth floor where the procedure will take place. 
Then when the patient is taken from the ICU down the hall to the operating room, these employees, sometimes more than a hundred of them, line the hallway in reverent respect as the patient is wheeled by. <clears throat> the family walks solemnly behind the patient's bed in what closely resembles a funeral procession. It's a powerful moment as the family and patient make their way down that hallway and are supported by this great cloud of witnesses, of janitors and surgeons, technicians and cooks, administrators and chaplains who have come to acknowledge the sacredness of life and to show support for this generous act of love. This practice is called the walk of respect, or in some hospitals it's known as the honor walk. It's a beautiful moment of silent tribute, honoring the weight of what is happening, that through the death of one person, others will have the gift of new life. Well, in the Easter story from Luke, we witness as a handful of women make their own walk of respect of sorts. They're on their way to the tomb, the burial place of their dear friend Jesus. Just a few days earlier, they had stood in reverent respect to witness his brutal death by crucifixion. That was a, whole, a moment when the whole world seemed to pause. They witnessed his death, and now with broken hearts, they acknowledge the sacredness of human life by carrying the spices they had prepared so they could care for his body. They had not yet begun to comprehend how the death of this one person would bring hope and new life to the whole world. Of course, the women never got to use those spices, did they? Spoiler alert, the tomb is empty. Jesus is not there. A twist in the story that holds such power and promise that it causes we, the faithful, to put our lives on pause each Sunday as we gather to celebrate and honor and worship this one that death could not hold in the grave. At the empty tomb, the women encounter two angels who ask them a question that breathes new life into our faith. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Jesus is alive. The hope of our faith doesn't stop with an empty tomb, however. The hope of our faith is realized when we encounter Jesus, the one risen from the dead. And this flesh and blood encounter with Jesus means that for us, the walk of respect leads to the dance of resurrection. The story of organ donation doesn't end when life support is removed. It is a story that bears witness to the promise of new life and gives us a small glimpse the power of life coming from death. Here is how 
that story continues. At this point, the congregation views a video telling the story of a woman whose son was killed in an auto accident and allowed his heart to be donated to another man. She later is able to meet this man. The power of the story for that mom came because of a flesh and blood encounter. For her, the story didn't end in an empty hospital room. She had a flesh and blood encounter as she heard the heartbeat of her son beating in the chest of a man who was given the gift of new life. The power of our Easter faith also comes through a flesh and blood encounter. The empty tomb on Easter morning is only a setup for the real reason for our faith, flesh and blood encounters with the risen Christ. Later in the Gospels, Jesus will meet the women and the disciples. He doesn't meet them in the empty tomb. He will meet them in the places where they live their lives. They encounter a flesh and blood Jesus when they are locked in a room, terrified of what will happen now that Jesus is dead. In the midst of their fear, Jesus comes and stands among them and offers them peace. They encounter a flesh and blood Jesus as two of them are walking in deep sadness and disappointment on their way to Emmaus on that first Easter night. Jesus comes and walks with them and reveals himself to them in the breaking of the bread. They encounter a flesh and blood Jesus when they have lost hope after Jesus dies. They go back to fishing only to have Jesus join them for breakfast on the beach. As he prepares them for the mission that lies ahead of them. <clears throat> Listen, these flesh and blood encounters with the risen Christ continue to this day in our own lives. Jesus doesn't just linger at the empty tomb. He meets us where we live in our fears and our sadness and our dashed hopes and confusion and our joys and celebrations. Jesus comes as he promised to bring life out of death. This very morning, we will have a flesh and blood encounter with the risen Christ as we come to this table. This meal is a tangible sign that Jesus is not at the empty tomb. He is here among us. No matter what you are experiencing this morning, joy or sadness, confusion or confidence, faith or doubt, this is where the flesh and blood Jesus will meet you. You're not alone. Look around you. The heart of Christ beats in each one of us gathered here. If only we could have handed out stethoscopes this morning, we could listen to and hear the heartbeat of Christ alive as we gather as this body of Christ. Now we don't know what the man in the video clip has done with the new life this donated heart has given him. Hopefully he has found ways to honor the gift in how he lives his life. I guess the bigger question is, what will you do with the new life that you have been given? How will you honor the one who has brought you from death to life? Because it is true for each one of us. 
Through the death of one man, we have been given the gift of new life. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. As we are sent from this place, this is the news that we are to proclaim through our words and our actions. We carry the risen Christ with us, and we become the flesh and blood encounter with Jesus for others as the heart of Christ beats within us, bringing new life to the world. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.